This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Honey. Hey, we want to start out today's episode with a huge thank you to everyone who came out to see us live in Austin, Texas this past Friday. It was amazing getting to meet all of you and uh, see some people that we'd already met before. And we had a great time on stage attempting to make you laugh while probably freaking out a lot of people who were there just to see Rooster Teeth. Yeah, I feel like when I said that furries are braver than the troops, there was some audible gasps in the crowd. And I was like, <laughs> who are these guys? <laughs> uh, it, was, it was truly a memorable experience. We can't wait to do more live shows in the future. So thank you again for coming out and making it such a special night. Uh, for at least one night and hopefully many more to come, America was truly back. And in addition to the wonderful time in Austin, I got to experience firsthand the chaotic air travel meltdown that crippled the entire southeast portion of the United States and resulted in somewhere around 3,500 canceled flights. It was certainly a, a wild experience, but let's get into our main story today, which is the fact that in addition to companies like Tesla, SpaceX, and Neuralink, Elon Musk now owns one of the largest social media apps in the world, Twitter.com. Sort of. He sort of owns Twitter.com. Yeah, so on Monday of this week, thanks to a regulatory filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, it was made public that Elon Musk purchased stock in Twitter equal to 9.2% of the entire company, making Musk the largest single shareholder of the social media brand, uh, which would give him a bigger portion of Twitter than even its founder, Jack Dorsey, who now only owns uh, just a little over 2% of the company and seems to have mostly just moved on emotionally. Yeah, he and, uh, resigned from his position. He's uh, all about that b Bitcoin now. Block. Block, which used to be square, but now it's block. It's three-dimensional. Yes. Because um, it's web three. But still, it is odd for the founder and uh, very recently former head of Twitter uh, to own less than a third of uh, Elon Musk, who seems to have just bought it out of spite. I mean, it's never been a profitable company. No. I think I think they I mean they, it has been profitable just in the last couple of years, but barely. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those one of those tech brands that seems like it would be valuable, but then you think about it and you're like, no, not really. <laughs> what do they have to offer? But uh, yeah, th it, this is a very particularly interesting scenario that we've got here. Musk has been very critical of Twitter in recent months due to what he views as the company's restrictions of his free speech. Since the platform is seen as the seen falsely as the public square of the internet, that's just a concept people made up in recent years. It's not yeah. a thing. Mm -hmm. And while his documents related to the purchase of stock indicate that the investment will be passive, uh, buying a majority stake of a company that you're critical of is clearly trying to send a message, whether he <laughs> does nothing with his newfound power or not. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a statement, and it's not a majority stake. It's just the largest stake. Yeah, it's the it's the largest. Single stake. Uh, I think there's like a big investment firm is the next biggest. Yeah. Uh, and then somewhere down the line is Jack Dorsey at 2% of it. But uh, it does give him a seat at the table if he so chooses. Um, and he could, in theory, become part of Twitter's board. Yeah. But at the, but at the very least, um, the company kind of has to look and be like, well, this guy owns nearly 10% of the company, so you can't really ban him, right? 
Right? He was never going to get banned, though. I know. But uh, here's more from the New York Times on this. Mr. Musk has criticized the company in recent weeks for failing, in his view, to adhere to free speech principles. And he has openly considered starting a social network of his own that would be open source. His long and complicated personal relationship with the platform has also gotten him into trouble, with his tweets about Tesla's finances resulting in legal wranglings with the SEC. It is unclear what Mr. Musk's plans are beyond the large shareholder position and whether he'll ask or be invited to join Twitter's board. Mr. Musk filed a securities document indicating that he planned for the investment to be passive, meaning he does not intend to pursue control of the company. But there was also speculation Monday that he could change the status of his investment, continue buying shares, or even try to acquire the company outright, today's DealBook newsletter reported. Or he could just be setting Twitter stock up to be the next uh, GameStop, Dogecoin, AMC sort of thing. Yeah, it, it uh, does get a little bit weird with recent tweets that he's made, and we'll get to those. But uh, yeah, if nothing else, it's a big swinging dick move from Elon Musk that puts Twitter in an extremely awkward position because he's already run afoul of their TOS in the past and has recently attempted to have one account in particular removed from the website for tracking the movements of his private jet. It, what's funny about that is like, if for some reason this was some spite move to get control of things on Twitter, like the kid who made that account uh, was like, yeah, just give me a Tesla and I'll take it down. And instead, Musk invested $3 billion into the company. Like, if it turns out that he does get this guy banned, which probably won't happen, but if yeah. it does turn out, it would just be hilarious that he was just like, I'm just going to put $3 billion over here temporarily, make a billion dollars off of that investment, and get this guy's account banned. So yeah, even if his investment in Twitter is just passive, he has already made a substantial return on that initial investment because the stock, of course, upon this news breaking, was up around 25% from the price that he paid for it back in mid-March. And the stock shot up an additional 25% in value when his purchase was announced Monday yeah. morning, mm -hmm. making him over a billion dollars in profit in just over two weeks. But the timing of this is almost certainly going to turn some heads at the SEC, which already has a target on Elon's back because of his use of his personal Twitter account related to potential price manipulation. Uh, if the dates on the filings are correct, and why wouldn't they be, Musk purchased a majority stake in the company on or around March 14th, then tweeted out polls critical of the company, followed by comments about the potential need for an entirely new platform 10 days after his stock purchase. I don't think they're going to get him on this, but yes, it was very calculated. Yeah, it is. It's this guy's not just sitting on Twitter memeing. He's chasing that dollar. It is strange that he bought so much stock and then was like, hey, by the way, fuck this place, right? Because you would assume that the goal would be to drive it down even further and continue buying more. Yeah, I don't um, know. But either way, on March 25th, he sent out a tweet with a poll that stated, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? With a follow-up tweet saying, the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. Uh, the next day, he quote tweeted that poll, adding, given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, does not. Failing, <laughs> failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? Adding, is a new platform needed? Uh, and he posed these questions and made these statements while technically owning nearly 10% of the entire company and technically having, a, at least in ownership, more power than Jack Dorsey which is a bit odd. Um, once the news of his purchase went public, he just simply tweeted, oh, hi, lol. But yeah, it's wow. it, he has made already like over a billion dollars 
yeah. in this investment. And just the announcement that he invested in it, like you said, it was already going back up because, as we all know, like the tech stocks in particular had been just decimated in the yeah. beginning quarter of this year. The whole NASDAQ was down, uh, took the worst dip in like five years recently. So everything's kind of just been on the upswing again. And then when this the came out, it was just weeks. it just shot up immediately. So if yeah. he sold on the news that he had bought the stock, he he made more money than anyone will ever make in a lifetime just by yeah. throwing his money somewhere for two weeks and being who he is. But again, back to the public square thing, uh, please just do your own research and look up uh, how many people in the United States actually use Twitter on a regular basis and then look up the actual population of the United States. It's like saying fucking Applebee's is the public square. Uh, now, Elliot, <laughs> I will not have you besmirch the good name of Applebee's on this, this show. This isn't a value judgment. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I, if there is a de facto public square anymore, I'd like to think it's our favorite neighborhood bar and grill. It's probably Starbucks, honestly. Yeah. If anyone like business is. It was like it, it was very. <laughs> but obvious. just because everyone hangs out in Starbucks all the time doesn't mean Starbucks suddenly has to like well, adhere they, perfectly to the U.S. Constitution. They tweet from of, Starbucks. So it's a yeah, do, it's double uh, dipping in the town square. Anyway, we honestly have no idea what Elon plans to do with his new investment in Twitter, but he at least proved that he does have the money to just take over a company when he disagrees with the direction that they're going or how they're treating him personally, yeah. which is definitely very unsettling. But it also proves that one person in particular doesn't and probably never had the funds to really do such a thing. Uh, Donald Trump, who's been banned from Twitter for several uh, or like well over a year now. One year. Wow. January of last yeah, year. Yeah, time does fly. Uh, and yeah, instead of engaging in a hostile takeover of the publicly traded brand, he just decided to make his own social network. Mm -hmm. Truth Social. So hold on. What's going on with Truth Social? Let's let's check in on how that's going. And uh, mm, not good, mm -hmm. apparently. So if you remember our attempts to cover the launch of Truth Social, you'll know that it was basically inaccessible for days leading into weeks with only a relatively small number of people actually making it through the signup process and getting access to the app. And we assume that a significant amount of those signups were just people who were curious about the inevitable shit show that would play out once inside. Mm -hmm. When it was too hard to even sign up to see that, uh, I mean, we gave up. We assume most other people did. It's like, okay, well... Well, this is stupid. I want it, but I don't want it that bad. Yeah. So the official stance on the botched launch was that it was always supposed to take weeks to roll out, which is bullshit because that's not exactly how you want to enter an already packed marketplace by failing. But uh, former congressman and current Trump media executive Devin Nunes indicated that, look, all these problems, they're going to be ironed out. Everything's going to be smooth as silk by the end of March. His words. Okay. End of March. And now it's... it's um... Well, it's, it's April, April now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. By um, the end of March, uh, Truth would be running smoothly. It would quickly overtake Twitter as the social media app of choice uh, and, and therefore the de facto public square. So, yeah. Okay. John Travolta, uh, where's my truth? Where's truth? Sadly or not, depending on your view, problems, of course, persist. Wow. And it is now April with no sign of stability at all for the platform. Not to mention how... Obviously ironic it was that Truth Social was pitched as the ultimate free speech platform that actually had more restrictions on speech in their TOS than other platforms. Well, it looks like things are even worse than everyone expected uh, because not only has the app been branded a complete disaster, it's already losing some top executives who are fleeing the sinking ship. Oh. Also, Trump hasn't posted a truth in over a month. Uh, his sons only joined the app just last week. 
And Roger Stone has now come out against Truth, saying that uh, he, of all people, is being actively censored on this app. Sounds like things are going just great. Mm -hmm. So let's start with this report from the BBC. Truth Social might look like Twitter, but it isn't available on Android phones, web browsers, or apparently to most people outside the U.S. It's been a disaster, Joshua Tucker, director of NYU Center for Social Media and Politics, said. And a Republican ally of Mr. Trump's, who did not wish to be identified, said, Nobody seems to know what's going on. Please don't identify me. On 21st of February, Truth Social was one of the App Store's most downloaded apps, but many who downloaded it were unable to use it. There was an assumption this problem would soon be resolved and Mr. Trump would start posting his truths <laughs> in the coming days, but neither of those things happened. While YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook are among the 10 most downloaded apps, according to SimilarWeb, Truth Social is outside the top 100. Users who find their way in can find the app a little empty, as many big voices on the American right have so far stayed away. <laughs> Another study found downloads have fallen by as much as 95%. Mr. Trump is said to be furious, asking why more people are not using Truth Social. He, ha he has about 750,000 followers, but has not posted a truth for well over a month. I like how he's like, why is no one using this when why he no himself is yeah. not using it? He's still he's still very active on his own website. Did you yeah. see his post about golfing? Oh yeah, he's like actually that one like that, I actually couldn't find that on his actual website. So I, I No, it was it, real. Okay. Uh but yeah, it's impossible to find this thing. Like if, if more than a day goes by, good luck. Because they're they're all just titled statement from former president. Yeah. But yeah, he got a hole in one while golfing. He was very proud of himself and he's like Listen, no one likes no one likes a braggart. I, I, you know, I'm a very humble guy, but I did it. I got the hole in one. Yeah, and it was amazing. It's a paragraph worth of uh, retelling of that story. Um, but yeah, reporting from the Daily Beast indicates that quote daily active users, a metric that social media and tech companies use to measure how many engaged users an app has, stood at just 513,000 as of last week. By contrast. Daily active users at Twitter, Trump's erstwhile and beloved social media home, were around 217 million. So yeah, uh, you know, a big uh, big disparity in the uh, numbers there. Not really, they were planning on, uh, you know, completely overtaking Twitter, um, and they're not doing that. And they had their best chance at getting any amount of numbers uh, right when it was released, when everyone was going to be signing up. And they completely botched that. So, uh, wow, turns out this social media stuff is uh, a little harder than we thought. Yeah, and it's really funny for Devin Nunes, who quit his job in politics in order to uh, become the head of, essentially, Truth Social. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, now, regarding the executives who have already bailed on the company just over a month after its launch, Reuters reports that, quote, Josh Adams and Billy Boozer, the, glug, glug. <laughs> the company's chiefs of technology and product development, joined the venture last year and quickly became central players in its bid to build a social media empire backed by Trump's powerful brand to counter what many conservatives deride as cancel culture censorship from the left. Less than a year later, both have resigned their senior posts at a critical juncture for the company's smartphone app release plans, according to two sources familiar with the venture. Quote, if Josh has left, all bets are off, one of those sources said of tech chief Adams, calling him the brains behind Truth Social's technology. Another source familiar with the venture said that Boozer <laughs> also had a major leadership role as product chief, running management across technology, infrastructure, design, and development teams. Uh, but hey, maybe with his majority stake in Twitter, Elon Musk will be able to give Trump his, his old Twitter account back. Yeah. Would love to see what he had to say about the slap. I don't even know if he posted it. I don't think he posted about it on his website. 
Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's already the a major theory circulating online is like, oh, he's gonna bring back Trump. But mm-hmm. um I mean I mean he that would immediately negate the the need need for truth socials. So yeah. that would kill that immediately. So it'd actually be sort of funny if he did that. It would also uh, Your look, favorite president is back. I'm being realistic in saying that if he did bring Trump back to Twitter, the stock would skyrocket again. So it's like Elon Musk stands to make an additional couple billion dollars by bringing <sighs> Trump back to Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so it wouldn't be the first time or the tenth time that a Trump-branded product failed to live up to his promises. So, yeah, this is right in line uh, with everything else, tr- uh, Truth Social. Right in line with all the other Trump products, including uh, the Melania NFT, which it turns out she bought it herself. Or her wow. team bought it herself. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm appalled. Anyways, we do have more news for you coming up in just a second. But first, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor, Honey. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. So yeah, I bought a computer a few months back, and uh, a Honey random Honey coupon at checkout saved me Literally hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's It was wild. So thank you, honey. Thanks, yeah. honey. I'm always buying random knickknacks, and uh, it, it always gives me something. There's always something, mm-hmm. some kind of small discount, but it, it it adds up over the course of a year. It does good things. Uh, honey doesn't just work on desktop. It also works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari, in your phone, and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We'd never recommend something that we don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash ITDaily. That is joinhoney.com slash ITDaily. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Honey. Yeah. Anyway, back to the news now with, oh, awards. We love the awards, <laughs> don't we, folks? The Grammys. <laughs> If you didn't watch it, you probably don't care, but there was a few notable moments out of last night's Grammy Awards. Sadly, no one was slapped on stage in front of anyone else, so the ratings remained low. Yeah. With the show only pulling in around 9 million live viewers, despite being slightly more entertaining than the Oscars every year, thanks to elaborate musical numbers. At least they have that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're not exactly going to get a stage play of Oscar movies during the Oscars. It's just, the Grammys is always such a bizarre mix of music that no one's going to be all that happy with what happens. Like, I do love <laughs> that uh, BTS was nominated a bunch this year and did a live performance and won nothing. And all their fans are very mad. <laughs> they have formed together to uh, buy the rest of Twitter.com <laughs> so they can ban all of the other artists. Good. Yeah. So yeah, no one's mind is going to be changed by the Grammy Awards. It's it's even more divisive than the Oscars because musical taste and popularity is even more distinct and subjective than yeah. what happens in film. Yeah, there's only so many movies every year. There's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are thousands of albums released every year. What's popular versus what is good is such a massive difference that it's not even worth covering. Mm-hmm. You're already well aware that the Grammys are a popularity contest for the most part. Um, but hey, it is good to see that Bo Burnham was able to nab a Grammy for his Netflix special Inside. Yeah. Or like specifically one song from Inside. Yeah. It was in a category as like 
song produced for visual medium. Categories yeah. get very specific. Uh-huh. But hey, look, it's good. He still gets the trophy. Doesn't matter if it says album of the year or song created for visual media. What other comedians got awards? I don't know. No idea. Didn't mm. pay attention. Certainly not someone that was canceled because yeah. that would mean they were not canceled. Yeah. That would mean cancel culture doesn't actually exist. Hmm. Anyways, the other big awards for the night went to Silk Sonic, which is a supergroup composed of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, yeah. and uh, John Patiste, uh, whose live performance of Freedom was uh, honestly one of the best of the night. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Chris Stapleton had yet another standout live television performance of his song Cold off of his uh, most recent album, Starting Over, which was also uh, nominated and won awards for Best Country Solo Performance, Best Country Song, and Best Country Album. Seriously, I know a lot of you out there uh, watching, you probably hate country music. Chris Stapleton is single-handedly saving this genre from itself in recent years. He's very good. Cold is phenomenal. And if for some reason that one's too slow for you, you want a real knee slapper instead, check out the song Arkansas. Unless it mentions jeans, boots, trucks, ice cold beer, and um, yeah, and more trucks. I don't care. Not interested. That's the problem. Is I mean, some of his songs may include those, but they're actually well-written and not just pop songs mm. with slide guitar added to them. Sounds a little artsy, fartsy, hoity-toity. It's good. I want something that sounds like Nickelback with banjos added. <laughs> Anything else yeah. is, uh, you know, for Grandpa. Yeah. As for the rock categories, Foo Fighters pretty much swept it all, uh, which is uh, it's a fitting tribute after the untimely death of their drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Very fucking sad and abrupt and weird. But uh, yeah, as for the metal category, well, Dream Theater won. What year is it? <laughs> obviously a bit upsetting, not because they, they don't fall into the very loosely defined version of what is considered metal by the Grammys, but mainly because they were up against bands like Deftones, not really metal, but okay, uh, Mastodon, not their best work, but whatever, and Gojira. Gojira should have won this easily. They've never won a Grammy before. They should have won this one. Their most recent album is not only some of their best work, but it's easily their catchiest and most accessible. Um, they were robbed. Dream Theater, you've been around since the 80s. It's okay. You cannot win one At once. least since the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kanye West was also awarded two Grammy Awards this year, despite his absence from the award show. And to celebrate his wins, uh, he just decided to go ahead and cancel his performances at Coachella. Just... A couple of days before he was actually scheduled to take the stage. Yeah. I actually love this. I think it this is, is hilarious. It's a, it's really funny that they ever thought he was going to perform. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, anyone who's been following Kanye's very public meltdowns over the past few months, years. Well, they really uh, peaked in the past few months. Yeah, they probably should have seen this coming. Uh, yeah. According to Variety, the reasons for his cancellation was not immediately clear, although a source tells Variety that he had not rehearsed or prepared for the appearance. <laughs> they probably forgot this. to put it in his calendar. I mean, that's that's the thing, though, is it's like, at what point does anyone check in and go, uh, hey, you know, because when you headline Coachella, it is usually a very large production. Yeah, you've got, you've got your own uh, stage crew bringing in... Uh, stuff for the stage At literal show. sets yeah uh guest appearances uh you have a certain time frame you have, like there's a lot that goes into it and for no one to just make a call and be like hey, hey so how are things going how are things going with uh yay's uh performance um obviously you guys have rented some kind of rehearsal space and uh i don't know even put an order in for props uh materials 
uh, sets. We just want to get an idea of what's going to go on, considering he is headlining one of the largest music festivals in America in uh, 10 days. How are things going? Remember when he built a mountain to do a gospel show on top of? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, rumors had been circulating that Travis Scott would be joining West for the performance uh, mm. for his, his first festival show since... Uh, Astro World? When was the last one? Oh, yeah. The, the time where he summoned the dark powers of Satan uh, to uh, kill people in the crowd. Mm -hmm. So probably, yeah. probably a good thing. But yeah, Coachella's first two nights will be headlined by Harry Styles and Billie Eilish. Rock! We love rock music, Who don't we, folks? Rock? <laughs> we love rock music festivals, don't we, folks? Uh, so the festival essentially hedged its bets on West by building EDM Titans Swedish House Mafia in an unspecified spot on the lineup listed at the bottom of the official announcement poster, leaving open the option of that group replacing Kanye as Sunday's headliner in the event that he pulls out. Eh, it could work. Uh, the festival's just uh, 11 days away, so... I do like that they added Seems... them at the bottom. They were like, and coming back to the desert, Swedish House Mafia. And it's just like completely planned as a backup yeah. when Kanye inevitably drops out. Yeah. But hey, discounted Coachella tickets now. Not that I could stand to be in a crowd right now, no. but uh, if, you're into, uh, if you're into rock music and you want to see the premiere Rock music festival in America? Little Harry Styles. <laughs> little Billie <laughs> Eilish. <laughs> I, I haven't looked at the lineup because I have I had no plans to go at all, but I... I oh, Turnstile's on it, so that's cool. Okay. And their set's probably going to be great, and it's going to be on a stage that's way too small for them. Um, but that's how you want to do it. When you play Coachella for the first time, you want to have people pouring out of the sides. So that's good. Good for them. Although, I think... Like, Shaky Knees in Atlanta is a good rock festival. I'm trying to think of others. Bonnaroo is usually pretty good. You got to go to Europe for a real rock music festival. Yeah. You got to go to Rock'em Park, Download Fest. Uh, I don't know. Europe rock does it on right. Mine, uh, Glastonbury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they know what they're doing over there. Yeah. They appreciate the rock and or roll. I haven't even looked at Lollapalooza's lineup. I wonder if that one's similar to Coachella. Lollapalooza is pretty much in line with Coachella usually. Yeah. So well, the last time I went was like 12 years ago, and it was still, still mostly yeah. a rock and a, a, good time a little bit one. of hip hop, a little bit of electronic, but mostly rock. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There you go. Rock is dead. Sorry. <laughs> it's not actually. Music's the best that it's ever been. You just have to know where to look. Uh, anyway, since we missed all the news while we were in Austin, uh, here's an update to the ongoing slap heard around the world saga. I'm so fucking sick of this. We shit. We are too. It's just I. It's because we were gone. Yes. Yeah. Will Smith has voluntarily resigned from the Academy, meaning uh, he lost his right to vote. Wow. Racist. In the Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in a publicly released statement, Smith said the following. I am resigning from membership in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Adding, changes take time, and I'm committed to doing the work that ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. Uh, sure, okay. Uh, a bunch of his projects have also been put on hold for the time being. Uh, that's pretty much just everyone in Hollywood sitting and waiting for this to continue to blow over. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, people have been pointing out the... Uh, it's like, oh, uh, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to take this seriously when there's just like so many other people in Hollywood who've been uh, done way worse things uh, yeah. without any real consequences. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it is weird. I still am under the uh, assumption that this is literally 
going to blow over in an yeah, idea. Yeah, I think like, it's gonna be like, hey, Bad Boys Four is coming out. Yeah, that's all. Like they they just need to shut the fuck up for a couple weeks. People move on. I wonder if either of his kids are playing Coachella because they're probably gonna get booed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, another update from last week involves Madison Cawthorn, who really seemed to upset the GOP with his comments regarding cocaine and orgies, making the statements that he made on a podcast a little over a week ago seem as if they were actually based in reality. Yeah. Um, If he just made this all up and it had no basis in reality, why would members of the Republican Party be so outrageously upset by it, though? Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little strange. After those comments went viral, uh, he had to he had to roll himself into a closed door meeting with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, which resulted in McCarthy <laughs> losing faith in the young congressman. Uh, after that meeting, Cawthorn claimed that he'd only seen a staffer doing a key bump in a parking lot or a parking garage from 100 yards away, which does not match uh, his original claims and also doesn't make sense. If someone did a bump of cocaine in a dark parking garage 100 yards away from you, you would not be able to tell what it is they're actually doing. Well, Unless you have the eyes of a fucking eagle. That's the thing, is when you lose one ability, you the other ones become stronger. Well, I was hanging out in the parking lot with my binoculars, like you do. No, no, no. Uh, he lost the control of his legs, so his eyes got better. Oh, It's I like see. when someone's uh, like blind and they have to hear like echolocation to get wow. around. Yeah, that could be. Maybe yeah. true. Yeah. So there you go. He's got eagle eyes mm-hmm. because he's American. That's right. I got bald eagle eyes. He eats his carrots. Uh, But for some strange reason, this story continues to frustrate members of the Republican Party. Some members of the GOP have already come out in support of Cawthorn's opponents. Uh, And North Carolina Republican State Senator Richard Burr called Cawthorn an embarrassment. And more recently, former South Carolina Representative Trey Gowdy went on a 10-minute rant on Fox News regarding Cawthorn, telling him to name names or just admit that he is making it all up. And... All of this is just so out of place, considering the morally horrific stuff that this party has been involved in publicly. Yeah, there's been uh, just too many insane statements to count in the last five plus years. And suddenly, oh my gosh, my pearls. It's like, how could he say these things? How many things just in the past year has, uh, 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 what's her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, (laughs) where the party is just like, yeah, she's crazy. I mean, and they, then this guy says one thing, and they're like, well, hold on. They did strip MTG of, like, all of her committee appointments. Okay. Like, she, well, like, all she is is a single vote in Congress, and that's it. So, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, it is just, it, it is odd that they're, uh, like, laying it on to this one so specifically yeah, for so long. it is interesting, which it, he's probably telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, the Republican Party uh, not only seems to be deeply upset by Madison Cawthorn's statements, but also very unified in their response to his claims. A, a simple, oh, he's making shit up would suffice, but the constant and prolonged insistence that he publicly retract his statements really makes us think that, that there are some coke-fueled orgies going on. Maybe he was lying, but also inadvertently telling the truth. Uh, either way, it's oddly funny to watch so many members of their party squirm for what amounts to just nothing if he was actually lying. Um, which he is known to do. He is prolific at lying. He is a a pathological liar. So it would be very easy for them to go, oh, he's making shit up. Yeah. All right. He's obviously lying. Yeah. He does it all the time. But no, Trey Gowdy goes on Fox News for 10 minutes. It's disgraceful. (laughs) Name names now or apologize. Mm -hmm. Anyway, finally today, uh, not that we're big fans of Barstool Sports by any means, but their interview series uh, really hit its peak this weekend because they were able to lock down a one-on-one interview with one of the biggest internet personalities in recent years, Hasbulla. You're probably aware, but 
Uh, Hasbullah has a genetic disorder that makes him look like a very small child, despite being 19 years old. Uh, there have been numerous memes and videos featuring Hasbullah, but an actual interview with him is rare. So if you're interested, uh, check that out. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of really funny quotes. He's from the Eastern Europe or some shit, right? I think he's from a small town in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what does he think about uh, Ukraine? Did they ask him about that? No, they, they completely avoided that. And the interview did take place in like Dubai. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of fighting words. There's uh, another uh, internet personality that suffers from the same disorder as him that he uh, keeps antagonizing. Vandy Milanakis? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of very funny quotes in this. Uh, they also bring up a big bowl of pudding, which is funny. Uh, and then he tries to fight the guy interviewing him because uh, he misinterprets what he's saying because he doesn't speak fluent English. Yeah. So he's uh, he misinterprets what the guy says as like a threat. So he runs over and grabs his hair and starts punching. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, there was a huge travel clusterfuck in the southeast portion of the United States this weekend. And uh, I was stuck in the middle of it. I was uh, awake and stuck in airports for almost 24 hours on Saturday after our live show. And it was... Uh, it was pretty bad, but all things considered, uh, I had a lot less to lose than the multiple families I saw with children with Mickey ears going to Disney World for right, spring kids, break. We've saved up for the last five years to get you what you got, what you've been asking this whole time: a trip to Disney World, the happiest place on earth. And it's happening the first weekend of April, 2022. World's back open, spring break. Your mom and I got work off. We're taking you down to Disney World. It was it was really sad. So every literally every flight to Florida was canceled, um, and therefore every rental car was sold out. Mm -hmm. Every hotel was booked. You couldn't get a Greyhound bus. Uh, the guy in front of me was trying to book a Turo, which is like a, someone's car. Yeah. So you have to bring it back. So he was like going to drive, and it's like six hours at least from Atlanta to Orlando. Uh, through a torrential downpour, which was the reason that it was all shut yeah. down anyway, uh, to only then have to drive back to uh, to Atlanta to drop the car off. There was a group of uh, people behind me that were supposed to get on a cruise <laughs> in a couple hours. That uh, I'm sure that's ruined. And it's not like you're going to be like, hey, I guess we'll meet up with the boat yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. So all things considered, I was just like, look, I got up to the counter. I'm like, just send me home. I just, I'll go back to LA. I'll, I give up. I'll consider this a loss. Um, but uh, this... In saying that, it'll be a somewhat shortened week for us because I was able to book a flight back to Florida. So I'm going to go this weekend. So uh, it'll be a little bit shorter of a week, but uh, hopefully you understand. Um, and again, thank you to everyone that came out to Austin to see us live. Thank you, Rooster Teeth, for having us. Hopefully we didn't freak out the Rooster Teeth fans. No, they loved it. <laughs> they all loved it. Because we were getting so much positive feedback from people who watch our show. And then I like went on the hashtag, and it's like... People that have no idea who we are are just like, great time watching uh, Gus and Barbara and everyone else at the Roost Podcast. I'm like, we must have offended so many people with everything we did. But uh, Oh, well. Yeah. There were a couple who came by were like, didn't hear of you before. I'm going to subscribe to your channel. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Every sub counts. So thank you for joining us there. And uh, thank you for watching the show. If you haven't already, click sub. Hit the like button. Uh, Smash that bell. Click the join button to become a member. Yeah. If you really enjoy the show. And uh, we'll see you soon for some tech news and some weird news. Bye. Bye.